Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one system and letter at a time. I'm Mark, and that wasn't my voice. I'm Dan, and that's my real voice. I'm Sol, and Dan, 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 Megami Tanjo. I'm glad you've said that because I didn't know how to pronounce it. For this second series, or season two, world two, we are covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis. If you are from USA, um, working from A to Z and a number, this episode or world two stage four, we are covering the letter D. And as Soldier said, that's Dana Megami Tanjo. Is that right? I think so. Cool. Well, but before we get into all that, we'd like to have a little chit-chat about what we've been up to. So, Sullivan, if you would like to enlighten us as to what you've been doing these last few weeks. Yes, okay. Games, movies, videos. Gaming, not a lot. Life has, lot. Uh, has got in the way. Although I have picked up a pinball machine. Me and Daniel mm. there. They're did a five-hour... They are very heavy. We did a five-hour... Uh, round trip from Yorkshire down to oh, just near Cambridge yeah. to pick up a Demolition Man pinball. That was two days ago. So I've put it up, nearly put my back out, played a few games, kind of get into grips with the scoring mechanisms and the play, uh, you know, because pinballs do have objectives. Kind of just get into grips with it. And uh, yeah, that's gaming really. Is, you know, Is he better than Crewball? <laughs> well again it's like we said when we covered crew ball it, you can't beat a physical pinball can you no. so they'll trump any any digital digital pinball family is loving it kids are loving it in particular because kids love pinball more than cheese uh <laughs> in terms of yeah and i don't i don't think i've spent most of the time watching twitch rather than playing anything dropping in on charlie fire who streams every night i finished lick that's it i finished link to the past on my Zelda Sundays, my Zelda streams. The original so the one. First, yep, so that's the first three Zeldas boxed off. This Sunday, I will be starting Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, so I've got a Game Bo- GameCube uh, adapter to play Game Boy games in my GameCube so I can stream it. So I'm looking forward to that. That's gaming. Yeah. Um, TV, films, zilch, music. I can highly recommend the new album from Easy Life. If, like me, you first heard a track they did called Nightmares about two and a half years ago, uh, they finally put their album out, and it's really good. So I think I sent it to you. I knew you, the Just Jack, who appeared not so long ago, and then disappeared just as quick. I know you were a fan of him. Very, I'm still a fan of him. I went to see him well, twice just before lockdown. Well, very much like Just, like, just Jack uh, and the Streets, they're from Leicester, really their own it's they're a Brit they make a sound that only a British band can make, really. Mm, cool. So I recommend you check that out. Very good. Michelle. Uh gaming wise, I haven't done a great deal either, other than uh, the game that we've um been playing for this pod. I've only played something called Salt and Sanctuary, which is basically if you take Dark Souls and turn it into a sixteen bit two D side scroller, that's where it yeah. is. And uh, that shouldn't work but it does and it's exceptionally good what's that called um, salt, salt sounds like a salt company yeah it salt sounds like and sanctuary. it sounds like an artisan soap company in cornwall 
Yeah, I mean, check it, check it out. I mean, you see the reviews that are, uh, that are knocking about for it are insane. So I'd added it to my wish list on Steam thinking, you know, it's getting amazing reviews. It fits my kind of criteria, but it's 2D. So I'll wait until price drops and it was three quid or something. So I got it. It's, it's not the first thing when you type salt and you get salt and pepper in Google. So it's not the first one. And push it real good. Have... They need to up, up their um, hits or whatever you need to do to Google to make yeah. it show your stuff. Is that stuff. on Steam? Is that, is that on Steam, that? It's on everything, but yeah, it's on Steam. I think it's on Switch and everything. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, it's really, really good. Um, it says it's a role-playing game, action role-playing, not turn-based to trigger Daniel. No, <laughs> it's definitely, definitely a 2D side-scrolly role-playing um, like I said, like it's Dark Souls 2D, so you probably right, okay. Yeah, check that out. Um, film-wise, I watched that Zack Snyder Army of the Dead one. I really liked it, but I'm a Zack Snyder fan, so I think um, you know, as I've allured, uh, wrong word. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I've allured, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as I've alluded to I'm allured by Zack. <laughs> I think if. If you like Zack Snyder, you're obviously going to like it. And if you hate Zack Snyder, Question. you're going to hate it. And that's it. Question. Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got my it's, um, it's a 15, isn't it? Yes. Is it? Is it a 15? It's, it's probably worse than a 15, I would think. Oh, okay, right. So it might not be suitable for a, a, a just-turned 13-year-old. Uh, no, I it, think the kids will probably like it. It's, it's guns and violence and swearing. There's no sex. So it's probably safe, depending on the child. Yeah, yeah I, I, I okay. would definitely show it to my two, um, but, um, but it might be a bit long for just. I mean, best for the, the for, best for any new listeners. My two is reference to his testicles. Yeah, the best entry point for a kid for Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, one hundred percent. You know, that's the best. Okay. Best, best, best entry. In fact, that's the best entry point I think for anyone for Zack Snyder is Man of Steel. So it's probably it's probably his most like palatable, um, not too not not too cray cray, Zack Snydery one. It's nice and trimmed in, and it moves along at a good pace. Don't linger too long anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's it. And other than that, they, uh, we've got the Kalima here, so I'm sweating my balls off at the minute. So what happens over here in Lanzarote? Does she does she wash the pots and everything? <laughs> nice. Because we're on the coast, right next to the coast of the Sahara Desert. When the wind comes over from the Sahara, the island gets red hot like a microwave. And some of the sand comes over, which means you can't see the sky properly. And every, everything gets covered in sand. And it is just oppressively hot. So we've got that to deal with at the minute. So that's called the Kalima. It's called the Kalima. Kalima. Like, Kalima. Uh, Kalima. Like uh, a vacuum Kalima. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kalima. <laughs> so that's what's going on here right now daniel hi games wise i've been playing something on game pass called snow runner um think euro truck simulator but in mud um in the northern right. states of the u.s and alaska in the snow as well um dc i've not played it josh has played it so i've, I've watched it i watched you're streaming it actually over on the link in the show notes of dance stream on Twitch. The is it you are just it's a four by four truck job simulator. Essentially. essentially isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. But I think So you've got a 
you are you delivering or are you just pulling stuff out of mud and there's, snow there's, and... there's all sorts of different tasks you can do you've got tasks on the map like the the bridge will be broken so you need to go to the lumber yard and get some logs and deliver them then you just get some steel blocks as well deliver them um to get the get the thing fixed but then there's there's businesses that you can take contracts from and do odd jobs where you go delivering stuff for them but the terrain is just hazardous and it's really it's really well detailed so the terrain's really really well um planned out so you've got mud and water and uh, swamp and and all sorts of snow and stuff but the trucks that you're in you can put different tires on them all-terrain tires freeway tires mud tires you can jack up the suspension. You can, um, if you get stuck, you can use a winch to pull yourself out. If you flip your truck, you can go get one of your other trucks and try and winch it back onto its wheels. There's, there's, um, there's something quite calming about it. It's just nice to be trundling about, stuck in mud. And when you do manage to get through a particular rough part of terrain, it's really satisfying to be like, yes, yeah, I got myself out of that mud that I was stuck in. And um, at any point, have you got in a plow and sang? I'm Mr. Plow, like Homer Simpson. I haven't been in a plow yet, but I haven't been to Alaska. Well, I got it sends you to Alaska really early, but then I went back to Michigan and, and thought I'd do some stuff there. But I'm enjoying it so far. There's not, it's not terribly exciting. I, when I was streaming it, one of my mates went, "This is like the gaming equivalent of watching paint dry." Oh, all right, <laughs> fine. Um, but but I'm if you're it. in that zone, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's just relaxing. kind of game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I've been playing that, and Dishonored, I kind of dropped off it. I got, I got no, a bit I fed up yeah. with it. Yeah, it wasn't Which really... Honored? Dishonored? It wasn't... Um, oh, it wasn't, one. yeah, this, this one. It wasn't, it wasn't really doing it for me, but I, I've done a fair mm. amount, and the the talking like I'm about to finish it, now you know, need to go and kill the High Overlord, or whatever it's called, and I, it feels like it's too early for the game to finish at that point, so I think there's more to it than that. It, but, it's not very big, though. Oh, I right, think maybe. I dinked it in maybe 12 hours or something. Oh, maybe I have almost finished it then. But uh, I yeah, I'd, I remember. I might pick it back up again. I don't know. But um, that's about all I've been playing, really. Films, TVs. I don't think I've watched any films, but I've recently started, as recently as last night, watching something on Amazon Prime called Invincible, which is an animated Ooh. TV show about superheroes. And yeah. it's got a good cast. And it's not the, for kids. The, no, well, I've only watched one episode, and it's a bit centers around this teenager who is the son of like the best superhero in the world called Omni Man, um, and the teenager is starting to get his powers, and, and, and that's all I've seen of it so far. He's got his suit; he's starting to get his powers. It's Robert Kirkman. <clears throat> well, it's, it's Robert Kirkman who did Walking Dead. Yeah, and the, the mm. it's voiced by the lead character is voiced by the fella from. Walking Dead, isn't he? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Glenn, you know what I mean, though. As well, isn't he? Yeah, it was Glenn, one. Glenn, yeah. Glenn, yeah. Glenn from The Walking Dead. And his dad is J. Jonah Jameson. What's his name? Bald Ed. Voice, yeah. voice the yellow from Eminem. Drum, from Angry Drumming, Phil. Whiplash, yeah. <laughs> Him. Yeah. Uh, and he's yeah, got his, his, his mum's Sandra Oh. It's a decent cast, and... and I'm looking J. forward K. to watching Simmons. it. J.K. Simmons. Thank that's you. it. Thank you. Yeah. I'd have spent the next hour going, oh, I know, is it? I know. I'd spurt it out. But yeah, I started watching that and I was enjoying it, but I was I was tired after going to Cambridge and picking up a pinball machine and getting home at like 1am or something stupid. <laughs> so that that's that's something I'm looking forward to. I've started watching or trying to get Kelly into watching Friday Night Dinners. She's not really, she's laughing a bit, like a couple of things, but I think it's hilarious. I've watched the first two series and, 
I forgot to carry on watching it, but there's loads more to watch. She's she's not digging it. I think she just needs to watch a bit more. Other than that, uh, no. Yeah, still locked lockdown lockdown life. Oh yeah, I went out. Living, living. I went out. You forgot went, about that. Went out. Yeah, went, went out. out. Went, went to um, Estabolo, had some meat. Um, sorry, yeah. Mac, and then went for some beers at a nearby pub. Say sorry, mate. went for for some drinks beforehand and it was horrible there was people everywhere it was i was just i felt really uncomfortable it was nice being with my friends and um, being out drinking with kelly but it was all these other people and i don't like other people especially strangers and i'm like i've not missed it at all at all i've had not missed it i'd have had just as good a time at home in the garden drinking beer and having a meal with the same people so yeah you know, your industry, Mark, can fucking do one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> if everyone stayed in, Mark would, Mark would have to come back home, so let's not do that. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's move on to the game, then. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Now... I'm going to say here, I'm looking forward to this bit and I've purposely not read it, so it's going to be a surprise for me as well. Because even though I finished this game, it seemed like it had quite a strong narrative element to it as it went through, but I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on because it's all in Chinese or Japanese or whatever it is. Did you Um, you play the Japanese version? I I played a version where the words were symbols. So yeah, there's a, there's a, okay. I got a ROM hack, so it was all in English. So I, I read uh, all the storyline and I got the story as I was playing it. So it wasn't as much of a mystery to me, but yeah. Well, we'll come on to that it's maybe when, when, when we're giving scores, because I am curious to know if the story makes it better, because it does seem quite narrative heavy. So let's, let's go into this anyway. So the game is um, Dana Megami Tanjo. Um, so... That translates to Dana, the birth of a goddess. It's a side-scrolling hack-and-slash platformer, um, developed and released December 20th, another Christmas game, uh, 1991 (laughs) by Information Global Service, IGS Corp, the most most dry, boring-sounding development (laughs) company ever. I... Yeah, I, d- I don't think they've done much of note, to be fair. They might have done a few parts here and there, yeah. some 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 terrible Game Boy games, but I I, I didn't put anything. It, it, there's nothing in the notes. It certainly so doesn't sound like much. anyone creative was at the helm of that organisation, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's go. Sounds like an insurance underwriter. <laughs> it's horrible. So, the storyline. In ancient times, there lived a wealthy family whose heirs were two daughters. The older daughter was named Regine sounds like Virgine and the younger was Dana sounds like Spana these two sisters were born with exceptional powers from a very young age that could enable them to summon the oh that makes sense <laughs> summon the elements and other impossible things nice detail there. <laughs> um, it was this magic that many evil man with the spiritual underworld lusted after. I'm assuming that should be men. Um, mm. Particularly um, Virgine, whose powers grew stronger with age. On Dana's seventh birthday, their parents lost their lives to a trap 
they had laid. I'm assuming the they is the evil man that should I be men. So, yes. And um, <laughs> Regina Vagina was taken away. Dana, hidden beneath the wreckage of the carriage, was fortunate enough to avoid any harm. And so ten years passed. The orphan Dana had been adopted by a magician by the name of Mach, living in the village of Horn. Under his supervision, she worked to unleash her hidden powers. One day, while she was out on an errand, doesn't specify Big what again. <laughs> I let's get some milk and bread for a paper. <laughs> yeah. Gone to get gone to get wizardy's paracetamol. Don't know. So anyway, maybe errand is the name of the horse. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe she is out on errand. Horn was attacked by a force led by an evil sorceress. She rushed back just in time to see Mach being dragged away. I'm assuming that's how that's pronounced. It's like a GH at the end. Like Mach. a gloss up. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. it's like someone says your name, Mark, when they're really cross at you. Yeah, Mach. Mach, what you doing? <laughs> so, and so as if guided by fate, Dana set out on a lone journey eastward to rescue him. Uh, so... I can't, right, kind of makes a bit more sense now. Uh, so, technically, though, she doesn't set out on a lone mission because immediately she starts off on the back of a big, a big yeah. jumpy giant with squishy uh, toes. Our ogres people. Anyway. anyway. Our ogres people. I, I, I quite, I quite I, liked the story. I think of you're this. getting into dodgy territory. Yeah, let's not yeah, go there. self identify as an ogre. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I quite enjoyed this story because. Uh, I, I got an English ROM hack, so I was reading it and the, the fantasy music was there blurring away in the background. And I was reading it in my own head with that kind of fantasy man voice of, and so, <laughs> as if guided by fate, Dana set out on a lone journey eastward to rescue him. And I was like, oh, so I'm quite, quite excited to play this. And then, you know, you're off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing is the structure of the game. So like, you've got two attacks, a sword attack, magic attack. You earn magic by collecting these little, um, they look like small drops of shit uh, from enemies <laughs> as you progress through stages of which they are six. And yeah, when did you, you pick, did, did, when you pick did up you the shit, the shit way? bar fills up. There's like a turd at the bottom right of the screen that gets more and more elongated magic as meter. time goes on. Yeah. Did you make the mistake that every game player does when you've got an attack and a magic by using your magic first? Um, no, I always say I it didn't. <laughs> I go, oh, no. I didn't use like it. Like right, Golden Axe and oh, Shinobi. Oh, so you get the, oh, the, buttons, the wrong buttons. Now. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't use it first, but definitely when I first started playing this game, I was using it at the wrong time. There's very specifically times when that shit needs to be used. Absolutely. And very specifically times when you just need to get good and not use it. And I, that, that was one of the mistakes I was making um, yeah. early on. I did that. First first time you see the bloke with the big... Um, at the end of the first level, actually, the, the dude yeah. who... I use my magic, then I'm like, ah, I've got him, he's dead, but actually he's dead easy to kill. I'm like, a little yeah. later playthroughs, I'm like, oh, waste of magic. What is that for? Yeah. Because the thing is, it's quite generous with the magic at the front end of the game, and then as you get through, it's a bit far harder to come by, isn't it? So you, save you, it you up. Want, to be sa- want to be saving that shit. Um, so in each stage, there's a multitude of enemies, and a- actually the 
the variety of enemies is quite good in this game, I think. So you've got bog-standard tro soldiers, little trolls, flying winged knobheads, you've got your jumpy claw-handed irritants and the usual end-level bosses. There's also someone I liked to call Boomerang Wanker. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, Stabby Eye Shitface. They're in there as well. Um <laughs> The levels also have a couple of mid-level That's boss. the name of my new band. <laughs> Stabby Eye <laughs> Shitface. Uh, yeah. So the levels have got a couple of mid-level bosses, harder encounters on the way to the end-level yeah. bosses. Some of them are not bosses as such. It just kind of stops and throws some enemies at you to get rid of. But, yeah, you know the score. And then it's um, intertwined with some quite nice cutscenes that I couldn't make any sense of that are almost like graphic novel like in their arrangement, like little cells of things filling going on. In, filling in the, the narrative gaps out there. Yeah, and uh, and they looked quite good, which is why I was curious to see what the story was, because whilst I couldn't make it in a tale of it, they did look quite good. It doesn't mention on here, actually, as well, that there is randomly, halfway through the game, a shoot em up -y level, where, um, which just appears once for some reason you've gone to the trouble of creating it <laughs> then it's just well, the, yeah you've got the, if you've got the if you've got the english rom hack it does make sense yeah the, that comes directly um, after you fought the bloke who's throwing rocks at you if i remember rightly yes um yeah. and then and you end up on the back of a, a, a weird like tigery thing the bloke who's chucking the rocks at you is mag um Ah, like okay. a, but but like a, a oh. vision of him. Ooh, I don't know why he's attacking ah, right. you, but ah. but then he goes, "Oh, please!" It's the old, it's the old Ganon switcheroo. Yeah, please ah, forgive okay. me. Jump, take this Griffin, and get to the tower where where I'm being held. Uh, so that's right. that's why you end up on a Griffin. No, but the thing is, no, I come on to it later. It was a good bit, but it was just there one yeah. bit. It was just a bit weird. Um. Anyway, so before we dig any deeper into that, um. Let's go through the bit that we like to call our interlude. Yeah, so before we jump into what is essentially a 2D Golden Axe, we will look back on December the 20th, 1990... Oh, no. 1991. Yeah, I've not had enough to drink. That's my problem. And... As we always do in this podcast, we go back and we see what was happening in terms of music, films, and of course, video games. So, singles charts, December the 20th. Dude, new in at number five. It's not just guns or roses. It's guns and roses with Live and Let Die. Holding on to the number three spot, it's KLF, the Copyright Liberation Front, featuring Tammy Wynette. She's justified and ancient. All right. Straight in at number one. Everyone's sad because Freddy's dead. It's Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody. And these are the days of our lives, or rather they were the days of his lives because he's no longer with us. Okay, so this is this is what I wanted to check. So you you alluded to it there. Is that the with the release Bohemian Rhapsody because he died, or is that because Wayne's World came out? Yeah, I thought this when I, I didn't. I could have researched it, but I've just thought this <laughs> looking, at, looking at the notes. <laughs> How many times has Bohemian Rhapsody been out? Because yeah, it came out when Wayne's World came out, and then it got to number one. Then it was out in the seventies. Yeah, it got to number one then, and uh, yeah, this was sadly because Fe Freddie Thermometer Liquid had passed. I think that's uh, okay. Wayne's World's nineteen ninety two. So this must be yeah. because he's because he's there done a go. die. 
He's done and die. He's yeah. gone and but, done and And not dead. long after this, you had the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, didn't you? Ah, yes. Okay. Or maybe it was around this time. I'm not sure. But yeah, at number three, it's Justified and Ancient. And they drive and they squeeze It's good. And Guns N' Roses' excellent cover of... You're not going to top the original because that's one of Paul McCartney's best solo songs after Frog Chorus. But it's, probably his it's, only it's not a bad version solo of it. Song. <laughs> no. It's not him anyway, no. wasn't it Wings? Well, yeah, but... Yeah. All right, him and Denny Lane got 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 some... <laughs> some <laughs> brought right. his wife on keyboard <laughs> and, and made, it, made it called Wings. But there you, there's, that's your singles. Album charts. Yes. Climbing five to number eight, the definitive Simon and Garfunkel by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. It'd be a bit weird if it weren't by them, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that featured Homeward Bound, Sounds of Silence, Mrs. Robinson, Here's a Shade of Winter, and other songs. What's your favourite Simon and Garfunkel song? Mrs. Robinson, obviously. Yeah, you see, I listened to I listened to this album and. Uh, I'm not. I'm not all about Simon and Garfunkel when they're a bit folky. They, they don't do it from. But when they when they stick some umph in the bump, and they they step it up a bit, and you get Easy Shade of Winter and Mrs. Robinson. And my favourite is Baby Driver, but it's not on this. Mm. So. Where the come here, Baby Driver? You like that? Anyone who At did like two, it, I'm sure he's ruined it for you now. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do your own personal cover if if you like to. I'll record. I'll re-record it and not fade away. And number two, "Stars" by Simply Red, which was Mick Hucknall's band. And this is for me when Simply Red were good on a downward trajectory. No, into, all right here. No, this was after New Flame, wasn't it? New Flame New albums proper. Flame. Yeah, and holding back the years and and all that business. And if you don't know me by now, cover where he's in Whitby. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they were still all right. Yeah, I mean this is certainly after this, they they were definitely over, or should have stopped. After this, yeah. Well, well, this has got um something got me started mm. or something got me fine. Yeah. Uh, I think around this time, what we've done ninety one. So I think Britpop was just maybe starting. You probably had Suede around this time and you see you'd have those mm. British guitar bands and I think the press and knives were out for the likes of these guys Phil Collins particularly <laughs> so and Andrew Collins in the NME dismissed stars as an exercise in no style over no content <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> and Caroline Sullivan <laughs> Caroline Sullivan in the Melody Maker this is a pleasant album the sleeve is pretty and now at least you've got a Christmas present for your gran <laughs> so they weren't the press were being particularly snooty there and at number one Queen again with mm. their greatest hits 2 which is the greatest hits from 8 it's got because he's dead, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Be. Ryan Mail uh, have been like that. Cheers, Freddie. Kids have got new shoes this Christmas. <laughs> Keeps me in air foam. <laughs> every, every t- <laughs> me and Anita go through that stuff like mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's what he did that song on it. Everything I earn is is driven by the sales of you. <laughs> I think that was his song. Was but yeah, they, this was it, 1981 to 1991. So you've got I Want to Break Free, Kind of Magic, Breakthrough, where they're on a train and they break through a tunnel and uh, under pressure. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Not to be confused with Dun 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 dun, dun which is Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Clapperboard films. I can't, I, can't, I can't remember what film it was that right. Vanilla Ice popped up on. They're like, you must have money. He's like, I've got fucking no money, man. Basically, I owe money every time that song's played. <laughs> I think I've seen that yeah, film, was... but I can't recall what it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Isn't he into... Uh, Some shitty Adam Sandler, too. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think all he's in now is like, shoe locker. <laughs> Well, he was at one point in Madonna. <laughs> uh, yeah, Someone's so films uh, at new in at number six is Suburban Commando, featuring Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, and Shelley Duvall. I've managed to sidestep that one. Yeah, I've not I've seen that. I've managed to sidestep it, but I think the gist of it is he's an alien space fighter from space who comes down to Earth. And he slots into a family Sounds or something. Awful. Look, I don't know. Right. Slots technically slots into Shelley Duvall. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Talk, uh, number two. Talking of sorry, um, Daniel. Talking of weird concepts for films. You know your pinball. I was talking to Harrison about. It. I said, "Have you ever seen um, Demolition Man?" He said, "No, no, no. What's what's it about?" I said, "Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes. In set in the future, there's no crime anymore. Someone goes back and releases." the world's most dangerous criminal from cryo sleep and the police don't know how to deal with him because there's no crime anymore so he just runs riot so they have to go affect the world's best policeman also from cryo sleep to go and catch him he's like that sounds ridiculous <laughs> like, well it, it does but it's a good film it sounds like some sort of interdimensional cable on uh, Rick and Morty <laughs> number two was Hot Shots yeah, I wish I'd have said Yeah, is it not good? And my memory's playing tricks on me. I don't think I've ever seen it entirely. Is it, is it is it when the airplane crew are running out of juice? Run, running out. They're fucking right. desperately trying to wring some juice out of something. Didn't you get where hot shots too? Yeah, yeah, you got part, part duh. Duh. And then I, yeah. I watched, um, uh, what was the one with Val Kilmer, Top Secret, not so long ago. And that, that still made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. That's one yeah, of the best. because they were still at the height of their powers then, weren't yeah. they? That, that's probably the best of those. But yeah, this is probably the worst of those. <laughs> and talking of pinballs, at number one is the Adams Family. Which is a fantastic pinball. Directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, starring Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, who is no longer with us, and Christopher Lloyd, who is still with us, but might not be any longer with us because he's getting on a bit. Oh, that but... just reminded me, actually. There is something oh, I watched, and he were in it. That Nobody <laughs> film with um, with the guy from Better Call Saul oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, I've heard it, it's like a It's like a budget John Wick. I don't think it's like a budget anything. I think it's the, it's just insanely amazing, um, nice and short, just blast of action all the way through it. It's really good. Watch it. 
Ah, right. Well, well talking of things okay. that were forgotten in your um, lead up at the start, I've remembered I've been listening to some things, and I didn't. I, I stumbled across a playlist on Spotify because I'm a big Formula One fan. I just happened to notice that Toro Rosso team, the Alpha Tauri, they're called now. Every Grand Prix they go to, they have a different pod. They have a different playlist set up, and you can listen to what they're listening to in the garage. And oh, it's got a really, really eclectic mix of stuff. Like they've got some Japanese music in there because one of the drivers is Japanese, and then you've got a lot of dance, and then just like Coldplay's in one of them. So I'll just skip that. Doesn't a garage sound like? It does, that but play, then in background you can hear. Oh, I did not like that either. <laughs> that's the yeah, Japanese that's song, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can. All right, uh, uh, but you'd also hear. Oh, 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 That's all Coldplay's choruses. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> anyway, on to anyway Adam's Family. Adam's Family. Oh, Before right. we do move on to games, Adam's <laughs> Family is a great... That's Barry Sonnenfeld. Kind of at his peak, along with Men in Black. He's kind of right, inventive, flashy. I really enjoy I really like Adam's Family. It's a very, very good film, entertaining film. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I d- I've not seen it recently, but I certainly did like it when I was younger. Was the second one any good? I can't remember. I think I liked I that as well. I believe it was all right. Adam's Family Values, well, good. was it? I think Yeah. Adam's Family Values, correct. And I, 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 I just think it was such a surprise. They wanted to play Adam's Adam Family. Yeah. That um, was Hammer. It was. Him a time. So, yeah, come on then. Spaff me in the face with your games. Yeah. And what games were we playing in 1990? December the 20th, it was issue 122 of CMVG on the shelf in... (laughs) And it it had Donald Duck on the cover. As the cover. (laughs) As my notes say. So I'll just point out it was on the cover twice. The good thing about this, I know we all moan that we always seem to land on Christmas, but because it was out and this issue was late in December, it's actually the January. Whoop. So, body swerve that, Santanus. CMVG hits. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Donald Duck was on the cover because um, they had Quackshot in there uh, on the Mega Drive, which scored 89. Uh, next time I go to a retro game fair thing, I keep meaning to pick up that double cart of Quackshot and Castle of Illusion. I keep forgetting every time I go, because I'm an idiot. Do it. Do it now. And on the Master System, they had Donald Duck's Lucky Dime Caper, which scored 90. Never heard of it. I don't even know what that is. Well, the games. (laughs) All right, well CVG. Thanks for (laughs) clearing CVG hits. Yeah, good. I'm I'm here for all clarity sometimes. CVG hits. Rolling Thunder 2 Belter. on the Mega Drive, retailing at £34.99. At 92, it scored, and Paul Rand said, Beg, borrow, but don't steal, because that's bad, the dosh to get Rolling Thunder 2. It's brill. Now, this is an arcade conversion. I never saw Rolling Thunder 2 out in the wild. Arcades were kind of dying off now, but... Rolling Thunder, they've got it at Arcade Club and it's actually back in the proper cab. I think it used to have Wonderboy in it, I think. And I was trying to... I, that is a, It's like a slow-motion Shinobi and that is a game I could get to. But Rolling Thunder 2 is... Um, you, you have an option. You can pick a male or female secret agent this time. 
I'm not sure what what different abilities or what difference it is apart from a skirt or trousers, but yeah. Moving over onto your beloved platform, the Amiga Mark. Well, I think that's what I played Rolling Thunder 2 on as well. Yeah? I think, okay. Uh, what well, retailing at £25.99 was Smash TV on the oh, Amiga. That was also mm. really good. Yep. Frank O'Connor said, all in all, it's a blast fest of incredible proportions. I think they call down the, the sound. I don't think the, the, the sound's particularly good, but it plays really well. It's twin stick, yeah, isn't it, in the arcade? Yeah, but it if, was... But, it, in the super, on the Super Nintendo, didn't you use the left side for directions and then the four buttons, the yeah. X, Y, and A, and B, to be yeah. four different or eight different directions of shootage? Yeah, so how, right. did it, how did you do it on Amiga, Mark? I think it involved the mouse. Oh, oh yeah, could have done, yeah, possibly. I'm trying to remember. I think I had, I think it was mouse in one hand and, um, and joystick in the other kind of job, I think. Can't remember. But it That's was how good. I browse the um, internet. If, it, it was that. It was that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good that um, there's not many twin stick shooters. I don't think where I've been impressed since. But even that um, Binding of Isaac, I thought were crap. I think there's only Geometry Wars that uh, that, that sticks out though, as yeah. a highlight in my brain. As yeah, an- another well, exceptional twin sticker. Well, on the subject of twin stick pecoras, have you played? Next Machina. Which, Next Machina. Yeah. No. Next Machina. From the same people who did Resogun and Returnal. No. I think they started developing it. And uh, your man who's... They started developing it. And who, who, who developed Robotron? Eugene Jarvis. Eugene yeah. Jarvis got wind that they were doing it. That's kind of a homage to Robotron type thing. Yeah. And he said, and he, and he got involved, and it's. I think it's quite cheap on Steam. I bought it on the PlayStation Network. It's absolutely fantastic. Loads of hidden secrets, high octane, twin stick Pecora. Get right, on that. Cool. Seriously, sounds good. It, it looks it's like ace. it looks like that game I played with the bloke with the face who's got a screen on his face. That was a twin stick shooter. Kanye thing. West. No. What no. was it called? Um. Oh, they remembered then. Fuck, it's just a one-word title. Never mind. It's all like neon and pink and stuff. I'll come back to you. Scoring 93 on the SNES and retailing £45, Super Castlevania 4, which is the first Castlevania I ever played, but it's brilliant. Absolutely. The sound's brilliant. The the graphics are brilliant. It just felt like next-gen did this. Always confused me because they called it Super Castlevania 4, which implies that there is a... Castlevania 4 that's not so super, but it ain't. It's just <laughs> so it's because, Castlevania 4. It's just because it's on the it super, on Nintendo. super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Everything but, was super. Yeah, it's honestly, it's brilliant. If you've got a mini snares or what emulator, you should, you should play this. It's, it's great. And scoring 92 on the Neo Geo and retailing at £120 for an individual game in 1991 Christ. was Burning Fight. Which they point out that it is a, a blatant rip off a final fight. Go right, have a fight, final fight. But it, even that being said, they they, they say it's fantastic. Well, final fight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it, it, 120 quid, it always seemed when you saw the adverts for a Neo G, you looked at it and you were like, oh, it must be amazing. 
I mean, essentially, there were there were PCBs in your house, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Arcade arcade boards in your house, so which is why they cost so much. Uh, and that's your games now. Every now and again, I do scan across the letters and see what jumps out <laughs> on me. It's funny, silly letters. It? Yeah. <laughs> now, so <laughs> different times, right? This is where we put a different times klaxon in <laughs> because <laughs> because you just couldn't get away with this today. Unfortunate. So, ruiner, yeah. dear Yob, ruiner. That was a game. I will do if you show me. Yeah. Ah, Ma- master. So, Yob. It's Yob's mailbag in it. So, dear Yob, I'm writing on behalf of a proud Master System owners. Will there be an 8-bit upgrade for the Master System so it can run Mega Drive games? It's a stupid question, but not, not, yeah, it's, not it's free stupid. to ask it. Yeah, yeah. No, not that stupid. And then <laughs> Yob, Yob replies, nope. But there is talk of a sad spaz adapter for low quality CMVG readers who ask daft questions. This immediately turns any thicky reader into a super genius, but somehow I think you're all beyond all hope. And there's a there's a drawing of of Ben here, Ben Fee from Midham Surrey. Sorry, Ben, if you're listening. And he's got on his head a spaz adapter, which let's be honest, spaz is short for spastic, right? <laughs> uh being being zapped and he stood his he's stood in a bowl of water and he's been electrocuted like I said different times and it's not that stupid it's not that stupid a question really is it 8 bit 16 bit well if we put two 8 bits together don't we get 16 bits is that how it works no it's not but um, thanks for asking (laughs) yeah thanks for trying you you spaz (laughs) so the the, fucking thick (laughs) up yeah it's a bit harsh isn't it a bit mean really isn't it charts well, quickly, one of these. A re-entry at 20 is Turrican 2. God, this, I mean, this, looking at this bad boy, this must have been right when I were doing a lot of gaming. Because Terminator... What, I, what jumps out to you then, Amiga boy? Uh, Terminator 2, Megalomania, I spent hours and hours on that. Alien Breed, tons of time on that as well. Did uh, you have Lotus Turbo 2. Challenge? Two, I had Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 yeah, as I've well. I've got fake yeah. memories of that's playing that as a kid. That's... that's yeah. For those listeners, that's number one in the charts. Yeah. But yeah, there's lo- loads on there that I remember ploughing loads of hours into. But I think the one that I put the most time into was Megalomania. There, uh, at number 11, which I assume is some uh, pornography, is Big Box by by Beaujolais. It modelled on her own Big Box. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, onwards and onwards. Oh, yeah, just... Yeah. Rugby, the World Cup. Magic Pockets. Magic Pockets, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was, was by uh, the Rainbow Magic... Island people, wasn't it? It was quite good. <coughs> Magic Pockets was Bitmap Brothers, wasn't it? Was it? I thought Magic Pockets mm. was the one that came after Rainbow uh, Islands. Yeah, that, wrong, that was Parasol Stars. Ah, yeah, 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 you're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Don't want to let you get things wrong, Matt, because the internet will come after you. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, onto <laughs> <laughs> on on the game. So, final thoughts on Dana. Um, who wants to begin? What, what is what, your, your verdict? <laughs> right, well, here's the thing. How far did you get in it? I got I to the it. end of level three. You finished it. Yeah. I Short on time, I got to the end of level three. So I know Dandel 
also finished it. Mm. So you guys are better placed. I'll tell you what I thought of it based on my three levels, and then you can probably... Expand. Tell me I'm wrong or expand. But when I first played it, I thought it was really difficult. It seemed really hard. (laughs) Initially, initially, when you first few goes, this is bloody hard, isn't it? I think our Daniel jumped on the Twitch stream and he said, I'm playing it as well. Ah, I didn't it. But then when you find the rhythm, it's clunky it's not, rather than hard. I think yeah, is probably yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. So what once, it reminds once you get, me of, like you say, once you once you use to the clunkiness, then it yeah, mm. it does. It's not as hard. Yeah, and and the enemies are just out of sh- out of sword reach, aren't they? It's one of those where That's oh, you've got to be yeah. quite quite on it. Uh, it reminded me of Trojan which is a game that we had in our house on the NES, which is also a side-scrolling arcade game. It's kind of like Ghosts and Goblins difficulty level. And that's what this seemed at, at first. Um, but yeah, once you get to grips with it, I, I couldn't figure out why she could lay down so she can kneel for, so, to attack the, yeah, the she knobheads. Yeah, she can go prone. Them fatties yeah. um, that, where you chop them in half and then they go like full-on rage mode. If you if you go prone, they can't hit you. Ah, right, I just jumped okay. over them. No, I only use the prone bit once, and that's when um, you after the Griffin level, you land on a ship, and then your big yeah. ogre things there throwing his fists around. I thought I'll get on. Yeah, the ground. yeah, you go prone to get past Under. him. But yeah, those yeah. those fatties, you go prone, they can spaz out all the sorry, that word's now been injected you into can't my spaz mark. We've just established. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you mind? Um, yeah, no, they can, they can rage. Get epilepsy all, all, all they want. Um, and yeah, if you're lying the, up floor, they don't eat you then. The, the fat guys. Are they the, the dudes with the shields? No, the, the fat guys with no shirts on. And you hit them a couple of times, and then they go, and then run at you like that. Yeah, like a big spiky oh. club thing. And they do, they go nuts. They're oh. really annoying. Uh, but yeah, as soon as you learn that trick, they're not that annoying anymore. You just, I imagined a lying up floor just flicking these. From from underneath them, <laughs> stabbing so, them yeah, in, the, right. in the leather pouch. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it. I think it looks nice. The sprites and and everything are really small and well detailed. Uh, music's quite decent. So from from a company that didn't do very it much. Sounded like it seems that Joe's accounting services. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems that they've got some skill there, mm. and I think if given a you know, given a maybe a, a different property or or a, or a better idea, it seems that they could have probably done something here. So don't, I don't I don't know. Don't, it just jumped out at me. Oh, these guys! Oh, they've not done anything. But the there's a good variation of enemies. I like that fire stage where you got to go up. Yeah. Because you know where fire's dropping on you and, and the Wolverine claw type enemies are jump bouncing around. The magic. Is a bit ineffectual. Did that? I got confused with the magic actually. When it, it was really effective, it, as long as you use it. Yeah, well, right you, yeah. Well, you fill your bar up, and mm. do you get different magic abilities the further yes. along that bar the, you go? Yes, you do. Now this, I'm going to say this. Or is it different levels? They, now this because is what I, I don't. Was using it, I don't know this. She either. went invisible. Yeah. She went invulnerable, so you just smack like hell. But then I used it one a different time, and things come flying out of her. Yeah, so it's like a proper got, magic spell. You've got three levels. One of the lowest level, it fires just like some things left and right and, and attacks anything either side of you. The second level 
brings a mist down on the on the screen and not nothing can see you so you're just basically invulnerable for a few seconds and the third level you it drops like a lightning and thunderbolts and um yeah. just attacks everything on the screen right. and she seems to get a subtle speed boost whilst these things are going on unless that were just in my mind but she Maybe. seems a bit quicker well it's mm. all, well it's going on you seem to be able to do more wax per second than you could do previously. Right. But I didn't so I know that either. I didn't know if it was something yeah, to do knew... with the level or the bar. Yeah. That was the bar. I only did that, the bar of three colours right. as well. That low. Yeah. Yeah, I only did that low one once then. I thought, oh, how did I do that? Is it because I'm on level three or something? But yeah. Uh and yeah, I got all the way to the end of level three, which is like a six armed dude with loads of swords. And I, I, it was my last credit, last life. Didn't know what to do. And died. He's an arsehole. He comes back again. Less arms arms and less swords. And he's still an arsehole. Less less heads, because he's got two heads now. (laughs) Yeah. He chops his arm. He chops two of his arms off, and he chops one of his heads off, and then he runs off. And I thought, oh, it's gone wrong, because he runs off at such a speed. He's gone (laughs) off the side of the screen. I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's, it's gone crapped out on me. And then he rocked back up again with two arms less and and an head missing. I'm like, oh, he's back. Pops back later after he's had some paracetamol and had a word with himself. Yeah. Well, my experience of it, once I got to grips with it, I thought it's really good, but it's quite punishing. And you know, the, the, is it level two or three where you're on a horse and you're going downhill down hill, and then you're yeah. off the horse and you keep running downhill and you've got to jump? The that scroll level points, the when, you, when it switches to those downhill bits, the scroll point seems to switch from about halfway through the screen to about two thirds through the screen. Yeah. And that really is the problem there because you see. It seems to be a test of memory as much as it is a test of bloody skill. It's fucking annoying. Reflex. Um, that is and that is the- not an enjoyable bit of the game. And that brings me back to the shoot 'em up bit, where you've got the shoot 'em up bit, which is a very enjoyable bit of that game that you get once, and then you've got downhill, slopey, run fast bits, which are shite, which pop up all over the place. But what was punishing on those levels is if you miss a jump, you don't have energy bars. If you miss a jump, you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do, you do have an energy bar, but it takes it all, doesn't it? But yeah, you don't just pop yeah, back yes, up. Yeah, it takes it, it all. Yeah, like sorry. not one off and set you up back before the jump. No, you're it's no. over. Yeah. So I found that were a bit harsh, but yeah, punish me and take half of the energy bar away, but don't yeah. take take a life off because you only need to make a couple of mistakes and you've you've nearly lost an entire credit. Yeah, it's. Um, but all that being said, I what I saw of it, what I played of it, I. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game there. Once you once you get to know it, I disagree. And yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well that's life, isn't it? Yeah, Matt? Um, yeah, everything's black and white. There's nuance everywhere. The, the, pro- uh, the problem, the problem, really with it was, like I say, it's got a strong narrative element. It does look quite good, and the sound is quite good, but it is so clunky really to control that it's devoid of fun so yeah. whilst i plowed through it and i probably wouldn't have done had it been any longer it's, it's you know it's not very long is it and i had safe states and stuff so um it's I probably it's wouldn't not, have persevered it's not very long but mm. i think if the if the controls hadn't have been clunky it would have been even shorter the difficulty yeah. was I mean, in mastering the controls, and that shouldn't be part yeah. of it. You shouldn't have to master I mean, I, just a basic hack and slash like that. Yeah, when I think of this sort of game on Mega Drive, I think Strider and how fucking amazing that was. And mm. you, you put this side by side to that, and this car, this 
in Eve, this should not be in the sa- on the same system. It shouldn't be in the same room. It shouldn't shouldn't even be wiping Snyder's uh, ass. You know, Strider's ass. So, um. I think that's the thing you've got to look at. And the face of it, it does seem, well, actually, this is all right. This is all right. This is all right. But when you consider what that machine's capable of, this isn't all right. It's far from all right. It's a pile of shit. It's not even got multiplayer in it. So from a replay value point of view, you've not even got that. Whereas at least with Golden Axe, which is similarly, I guess, a little bit shit, um, at least you've got that multiplayer element. So if you've got mates around, you can play it together. Or like Alien Breed, you can play it together. This, once it's done, it's done. And to be honest, it's that clunky. You're not really going to have any desire to go back and do it again, I don't think. Well, it seems to retail in the £200 range Jesus. on eBay at the minute. That's just that's rarity factor, isn't it? Not not because it's that it good, is, yeah. I think. So you won't, I'm, be, I'm, you won't be paying that then, Mark. I'm with you, Mark. I like the music. I thought the music was good. It was like gothic in nature, very grand. It feels like you're playing a fantasy game just by the music. Character design's good, like you've already said. So the the, the uh, enemies are varied and uh, decent. I, I thought as a, as a title character, I thought she was all right. You're empowering women, aren't you? It's unusual, isn't it? Goddess. I did, but, yeah, but yeah, obviously good. you've got that same moveset, really, other than the bonusy bits, the entire way through. You know, so you've got no, mm-hmm. never changed from that sword. So there's no there's no incentive to spice up any attacks anywhere or use any strategy no. anywhere. But she was a good character, and I thought the boss fights also were reasonably creative, you know, like the raining down of the rocks and then the guy with the six arms and the... I'd have liked to add, add, add the ogre as, as something that you could unleash with, let's say, a full magic bar then. Because I quite liked using him at the start. He felt like Hulk. Well, you get him and then he, back he again later. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You get him back later. Oh, yeah. Hashtag spoilers. But um, I thought I liked that it was quite violent. In 1991, there wasn't much violence in computer games, was there? And you were yeah, you had no nice agree. You could just it? jump on stuff. Yeah, there was blood all yeah. over the place. That guy with yeah. four arms and two heads, you chopped two of his arms off and his head. Oh, yeah, the, one of his heads. And they were spurting like his, his and they were spurting blood. Spurting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I quite like that. But like you said, the controls are so clunky. And the hit detection isn't very good either. You're like, I fucking no. hit him. McClunky. Yeah. yeah. It's like when so, you were when you were on the big big like ogre type guys, the hit the, it was so shit you just jumped on everything. There's no that's point what in, I did. There was no point in yeah, there's no point in even having a whack button when you were on that ogre. Because no, you just keep jumping. Got, yeah, Although, just keep jumping. it was entertaining if you did catch them right because he picks them up and throws them. <laughs> you can punch them, but he also <laughs> picks them up and just launches them across the screen, which I thought was right, I just jumped. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm with you. It's it's um it seems like there's a there's almost a there's almost a good game in there. You could almost yeah. get somewhere with it if they just tweaked a few things, added a few more stages, lengthened it a bit. It looks like they've gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a game there. There. And just yeah, oh, finish it off then. You know, like it's 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 not finished. It's quality control, and someone's gonna ah, I'll do. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It is a shame because I mean we've said this about quite a lot of them, haven't we? That all mm. the ingredients are there, and they've spent that much time on it. And actually, if they just spent a bit longer, um, you know, some some good could have come out of it. I think for me, if and I'm being generous, it's a six. And the reason that I'm being generous is because. The music's good and the graphics are good and the ingredients are there. Um, but the most important thing when you're playing a video game that should be there is fun. And that ain't. <laughs> so it's yeah. a big no, okay. chunk of missing. I'm matching you for scores exactly. And and for the same reasons that the design's good, the music's good, but it's so clunky, it makes it 
it's just not fun. Um, no. And like I said, there's no replay, replay value. I think, it, like I said, you could have almost done, sort the mechanics out, stretch the game out a bit more, give it a bit more depth, and you've got an 8 out of 10 easy. It's a decent, it's a decent basis for a game. Mm. It's just not been played out properly. Right. Mm. Well, I will give it, I was, I would, I, I, I I'll give it a seven because that's what I thought I was going to give it. Now I was going to pull it down to six then because whilst I, th- I thought it was clunky initially, I then got to grips with its idiosyncrasies, if you like, and then I was all right with it. But had I finished it, and it's not particularly long, is it? You finish it, what, 45 minutes, something, 50 minutes, something? Uh, it's hard uh, to say because I had save states. With, uh, yeah, maybe an hour or something no, like I, that, yeah. I, I played it, I think, about two or three days, but the, when I did nail it, I went, right, I'm going to start to finish, and went through it, knew when to use the magic. Um, and once you once you do get to know it, it's done then. Like, like the most annoying one is that one that throws boomerangs at you, but you can smack them yeah, away with shield really with your annoying. sword. Yeah, you can whack them, can't you? Ting. But again, the collision detection's shite, though, isn't it? So, yeah, you, yeah, so half the time you miss it. Yeah. 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 I, can, I can only score it on my experience. If I finished it, maybe I'd have had a six, but seven, I thought it, I thought it was good and surprising gem from a, a company I've never heard of. I think that's you a fair to- enough assessment. I think that's a just above average based on other things than its gameplay. It's just everything else about it is pulling it up. It is, definitely. Have you got a fun fact? I've got a fact. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Dana, as a girl's name, is a variant of Donna, Italian, and the meaning of Dana is lady. So there you go, there's your lady, the birth of a goddess. But um, no, I couldn't find anything interesting out about um, Information Global Service, who sound like a, a internet <laughs> provider. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, um, you got the, you got the, the translation of Dana. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll tune in and go, oh, crikey, someone's talking about us. We'll get in touch with them and tell them. Um, but then you've just slagged them off, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe they'll just leave it. Uh, we, we could <laughs> have been playing, um, Ooh. and I haven't played any of these, Death and Return of Superman. Dangerous yep, Seed. Go right, have a fight. Dangerous Seed is a uh, shooter, a, a vertical shooter from Namco. It's, it's Charlie, uh, Charlie Fowler decent, playing that. this a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? When he got his FPGA, we were playing some Mega Drive stuff. I saw yeah, him playing shout this. Out to Charlie Fa- mm. Yeah, shout out to Charlie Farr on Twitch. He's got himself a mister at the minute and he keeps having various nights of, like he, he has an Amiga night where he'll sit and just play loads of emulated Amiga games. Uh, the other night he was doing NES, yeah, he's done Mega Drive, and uh, people in the Twitch feed can jump in and, and put up some requests and he'll play them for you. Or rather, sorry, it's Charlie in it, so he'll show you how it's played. <laughs> God, he can do weird dreams for me next time he does Amiga. That thing fucking boiled my piss. Um, so we could have also had Devil Crash MD and the follow-up Dragon's Revenge. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, so that. Their pinball game, so Devil Crash is what I've got for the PC Engine. Ah. It, it's probably the best 16-bit pinball game. No, I've never played the sequel. It's, it's good, isn't it? It's better than, better it? than um, Crewball. 
100 percent yard. Decap attack. Oh, we uh, touched on them in the last attack. one, didn't we? Um, made by Tokai Communications. Oh, who, uh, yeah, Decap attack is, is the westernization of magical flying hat turbo adventure, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What the fuck do I know? It is. Because uh, a friend of ours, uh, Games Masters, Games Masters Simon Nicolau, had had it. And uh. then when they reskinned it for us thickos, <laughs> basically, yeah. they were, that's magical flying out to adventure. It's, it's a give you are a zombie. Yeah, you're a zombie type mummy, and it's called Decapitat because he throws his head, whereas. It would have been a hat. Yeah, in, in the, to give it its Japanese name, Magical Hat Nobutobi Tabo Daibuken. All right, cool. You got another Daibuken game. Um, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. Yes, which is Poyo Poyo, isn't it? Oh, for, is it? Again, is a reskinned, it like reskinned for us, yeah. reskinned for us thickos. Um, that- oh, man, these guys, they're not going to buy anything called Poyo Poyo. <laughs> Put that fat guy from Sonic on it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Don't like Puyo Puyo. Nah. I do like Puyo Puyo. I think it's all right. We've got Dynamite Headache and Dynamite Duck. Are these related or only by title? No. no. Dynamite, Dynamite Headache is like a Sorry, quite... Dynamite. Yeah, it's was quite a cute was... platform is Dynamite Headache. There was Dynamite and Ducks Dynamite. as well. Yeah, there was. Mm. I don't know if that was that on the Mega Drive, possibly. You had yeah, that on the Mega Mark. But Dynamite Duke is an arcade conversion where it's pretty, it looks a bit like Operation Wolf, but you see the full body of, of him. So you're kind of shooting from behind. It's called a third kind person. Of like Cabal. It's like Cabal crossed with uh, Operation Wolf kind of thing. Um, and then yeah. Desert Strike and DJ Boy. Desert Strike, the ace, isn't it? Desert Strike is. Is the isometric it's, um, it depends, Gulf War simulator? Depends what platform you're playing it on. I think is it shit on the Super Nintendo, but good on the Mega Drive, or no, the other way know. around? Yeah, no the, the the development for them both was different somehow. I can't remember how, but What's it's it? shite on one and great on another. Well, that's ah, and when DJ Boy is a, is an arcade conversion, side scrolling, uh, go right have a fight. Where I believe he's on roller skates, isn't he? DJ Boy's yeah. just throwing vinyls at people and stuff. <laughs> no I, don't know, I just think it it's a game I saw a lot of, but I never played. You no, know, he's just like sliding and kicking on his roller roller boots, what roller skates. So and everyone and all your enemies are on are on wheels and everything. So I don't know. Very nineties. I would imagine any one of those would have probably been more fun than what we got. Oh, poor Dana. To correct a Sullivan mistake, on the last episode, he attributed feedback to Ed Horse on what games he liked in our chosen letter, when in fact it was Mark Happy Dude. I'm not convinced yeah. either of those are their real names. <laughs> yeah, so, so sorry Ed for taking this. Sorry Ed for taking yeah. this away from you, and sorry Mark. For <laughs> Mark for you it, it. it were me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <What> was it? <laughs> All right, sorry, but it gives us a chance to use this jingle. <clears throat> this is the internet. You got it wrong, idiots. I love using that jingle but on the subject of Mark Mark mm-hmm. Mark Happy Dude uh, I was chatting to him a bit back and I said I'd I'd ask you on on this podcast 
last podcast, but I'll do it on this podcast. He's just finished Demon Souls on the PS5. Ooh. He was absolutely blown away with it. Initially, he thought it was rock hard because that's everyone's experience, and he clocked it off. One of the best games he's played ever, ever, ever. What should he go on to next? Bearing in mind, I think he went to Dark Souls 2 I next. Know. But anyway, in your opinion, what 3. should he go next to? Because I know you're the Souls Dark, born. Dark Souls 3 is the one that has the most similar atmosphere and um, difficulty, I would say, to Demon Souls. And obviously it's more modern, so it's a nice, easy transition. And then I'd move to Bloodborne, and then I'd do I'd do Dark Souls 1 and 2. And if the rumours on the internet, the murmurings, are anything to go by, hopefully by the time he gets to go to Dark Souls, the remaster of that will be out, because it's looking like they're doing a... Uh, they're giving it the Demon Souls treatment. Is uh, nothing's been formally right. announced, but it's looking like that. Um, but yeah, well, it's E three, isn't it? E three is upon us, yeah. so let's keep an I, eye out from from software. From I software, would so. say Dark Souls two really is for hardcore fans only. You have to really love um, that series of games to fall in love with Dark Souls two. It's hard to love. Right, so there you are, Mark. Mark, 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 Colin, Mark. Come in, Mark. <laughs> um, ran- randomizer. Randomizer's dad. Yeah, let's go see, shall we? Let's go see what uh, Randomizer's dad has got in store for us. That lovely, lovely man that is Randomizer's dad. I'm on my way, I'm on my way, I'm on my way to eat your skin. Oh, shit. Here we go again. What? What? You know what I can see looking looking down this webcam at you lot? Three, count them. One, two, three, knobheads. You want Larry? You know what I'm saying here in Yorkshire? E. E by gummy or knobheads. Anyway, you can have this. E is. Earthworm Jim. Ooh. Earthworm Jim will fix it for you to have a good game. Or not. I don't know. I don't care anyway. I'm off. No beds. Why are you being a dickhead fool? Stop being a dickhead. I'm, I'm quite psyched for that because I've never grumpy, played grumpy as ever. original. Uh, she never, never it's fucking no. brilliant and I, and I know I said that about Crewball and I was wrong and I hate my past <laughs> self for saying that but Earthworm Jim's fucking mint oh, have you cool, played but... it recently? yes I... but yeah right, I... okay did you did you own it? or did I, I, did. I, I owned it one of us had it you had it mm. right I can remember it being quite tricky very funny and it looks well but I don't think I ever finished it, or uh, I don't I'm think a, I've spent any time I've, with I've it. Got, so I've I'm, got I'm, really, really good memories of the bungee jumping level where you uh, bungee jumping trying to be up it, a large. Save it. <laughs> Something. Mark's deflating. Yeah. Yeah. Save it. Save it. Save it. Because I, I want no spoilers. But yeah, this yeah, uh, I'm going right. to go in dry. <laughs> <laughs> get, get ready <laughs> yeah I don't want this lubing up um, so um, we've got that to look forward to Mark going yeah. in Earthworm Jim dry um, I'm looking forward to there wasn't to a lot of E's there's not a lot of E choices 
No, there's not. Well, I'm, well good. I, 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 I'll be grateful of a good game. So anyway, that's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'd love you long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on... Twitter or Instagrams at Pixel Hunt Pod. Or you can watch us play stuff on Twitch. We do stream the feature game over there at slash Pixel Hunt Pod. I'm on there at Soldable. Dan's on there at Danny GI11 because he's got two legs. And Mark will never, ever ever be on there no never um you can see some gubbins <laughs> about us and listen over on pixelhuntpodcast.com or drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com until next time keep on keeping on we're pixel hunt podcast playing the, playing games, the games so you so you, you don't, don't have, have to, to. And we say bye-bye.